Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I am recording this episode from my brand new apartment in Miami. I talked about it a little bit in the last podcast if you listened to it, the one right before this one about how I manifested this uh, apartment and now I'm sitting in it looking out at the bay over Miami. It's so gorgeous. I'm so grateful and it's been insane uh, in Miami the past couple weeks. It's like this huge vortex, huge up level for me. Um, my manifestations, like I read it in my journal and it shows up in a few days. It's been incredible. And I, I wanted to share a little bit on a deeper level about how I manifested this apartment. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure after this, you listen to the episode before this, where I talk about in the past couple of weeks or really in the past week, what that process looked like for me in Miami, finding this dream apartment. But today I was actually thinking back to the past few months and I had this realization that I've been manifesting this exact apartment for at least three months without knowing it. So I want to share this story before I get into the meat of what I actually want to talk about in this episode, what I have planned for you all. So as most of you are probably aware, I was living in Costa Rica for five or six months, starting in the beginning of January of this year. And while I was there, I started to follow another spiritual leader online on Instagram and I started watching her stories and I just felt magnetized to her stories. I remember just like showing them to my roommate all the time. She was like, Kristen, why are you so obsessed with this girl's stories? And this girl was actually living in Miami and her apartment she was living in was this gorgeous apartment with these glass windows uh, overlooking the ocean. And she would show her view in the morning and the the sunrises she was watching and it was so beautiful. And I just felt magnetized to her stories and I didn't really know why. And I began to watch them every single day. I would go to her profile every day and watch her stories. And I just felt really happy for her and what she manifested in her life and her beautiful condo overlooking the ocean. And I began to realize, wait a second, like this is what I want. I'm so magnetized to her stories because when she's showing them, it feels like I'm looking at my future self. I felt like truly the version of of her uh, was a reflection of the future version of me that I was about to step into. And the life that she was living was the future life that I was hoping to and knowing that I was going to embody. And I began to realize this um, only a couple of months into watching her stories and And when I manifested this apartment, I remember stepping into it the first time and looking at the view from the bedroom and just being like, whoa, you've got to be kidding me. This could have been literally straight out of one of her stories that I've been watching for the past few months. And I share this with you because Instagram can be 
toxic and it can be an enormous expander. And by expander, I mean it can expand your belief and your imagination and what is possible for you. And so I know oftentimes it's easy to go on Instagram and watch stories of people who are um, quote unquote ahead of you or so your judgment of them is based on what they share on their Instagram. And it can be easy to feel triggered. It can be easy to feel jealous. It can be easy to feel like you're behind. But if you flip the switch and realize anyone that you're jealous of is simply showing you what you deeply desire and at the same time, what is possible for you. Because they wouldn't be in your 3D reality. They wouldn't be in your vortex, or so I call it, in your energetic space, in your awareness, if it wasn't already available to you. And so I use Instagram as an expander for me. Remember in the very beginning before I had ever manifested really anything consciously, I was sharing a bedroom, broke, sleeping on a mattress on the floor. I began to follow other uh, spiritual leaders who were living their dream lives. And every day I would obsessively watch their stories and imagine it was me. And I would thank the universe for sending me examples of what was possible for me. And I realized that I was unconsciously doing the same thing the past few months, watching this particular spiritual leader's stories. And here I am stepping into the embodiment of my understanding of what her life looked like on Instagram. Obviously, we can't know every facet of someone's life based on Instagram. Uh, But I use people's stories on Instagram as somewhat of a vision board for myself, Um, you know, to see what's possible for me, because if it's possible for her, it's possible for me because she's a reflection of me. And so I encourage you to clean out your Instagram, get rid of anyone or just mute anyone who does not inspire you, challenge you, push you to become a better person, a better leader, who doesn't give you aha moments and whose life isn't one that you would be happy to step into. Because what you consistently surround yourself with becomes your belief system. And the more you surround yourself with expanders or people who show you what is possible for you, who are living the life that you desire, the more you are able to step into that belief for yourself. Go find examples of people on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media you use the most. Find people who have what you desire, who started out from where you are or worse off than where you are. This is one of the best ways to build belief. If you don't believe that it's possible for you or you believe you have too many limitations, go find someone who had more limitations than you when they started and is further ahead than you are. Those are your expanders. Those are your people that you want to spend the most time around, even if it's just on social media. Social media can either be extremely powerful and expanding or extremely toxic. It's up to you. It depends on how you choose to use social media. And I encourage you to be very conscious about how you are using social media and what media you are dominantly surrounding yourself with. Now with that little tangent out of the way, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about what I had originally planned to talk about in this podcast episode, which is um, the topic of identities and how it relates to manifestation, because this has actually been coming up quite frequently in my Q&As for both of my programs, and so I thought it was time to make a podcast episode about it, because unfortunately, I don't hear this topic talked about very much, and I think that there's a lot of misconception around this topic, and Honestly, most of the manifestation teachings that I see in the online space are very surface level. Um, It's a lot of how to meditate, how to visualize, how to manifest, uh, you know, a million dollars overnight. Um, And I don't see a lot 
of people going deeper. They are out there. There are people who are going deeper, but not enough of them. And um, my hope is that I can give you an even deeper understanding of what manifestation really is past the surface level, new age, law of attraction, you know, woo woo stuff, which is all amazing and real and true, but it's just the tip of the iceberg of what really has to go on to master manifestation on a deep, deep, deep level, right? On a really powerful, expansive level. So a big part of this is understanding your shadow and your identities and which identities you are attached to and which you are resisting. So let me explain. Who you think you are is holding you back. I'll repeat that. Who you think you are is holding you back. Like ask yourself right now, if you had to describe your identity, who you think you are, how others might describe you, what would you say? Would you say you're optimistic, you're a hard worker, um, you're kind, you're intelligent, um, you are, I don't know, what is it that comes to your mind? Maybe you're a girly girl, maybe you are a tomboy, maybe you are witty. What is it that you feel you are known for? What is it that you feel you identify with? Even down to things such as your favorite color, your favorite color to wear, your favorite qualities you see in yourself. You can even take a minute right now if you want and like journal on this for a few minutes. Who are you? What is your identity? Who do you identify as? What qualities and traits do you feel really represent you that you embody, that you feel like you stick to all the time? Now, I want you to think about the opposite of all of these qualities who you think you are not. Maybe you think you are not a pessimistic person. Maybe you think you are not a mean person or an aggressive person. Maybe you think you're not a loud or bossy person. Maybe you think you're not a girly girl, or maybe you think you're not trendy. Who knows? What is it that you are not? Now, here's the thing. You're wrong (laughs) because you are everything and you are nothing at the same time. Everything that you think you are, you are, but it is not your identity. Everything that you think you are not, you also are. It's just been pushed into your subconscious or what you can call your shadow, right? The subconscious part of you that you are not consciously aware of, that you do not consciously embody, but that you push away or reject because you feel it is not part of you. You feel you're not worthy of it or you are ashamed of it or you judge it. You don't want it to be a part of you. But everything is a part of you. And the thing is that you push into your shadow, that you reject, it doesn't disappear just because you repress it or you don't consciously embody it. It's still there and it will sabotage you because that vibration is still existing within you. So let's say that you say you're an optimistic person, right? That's amazing, right? You're positive. You always turn things around. Um, Anything bad happens to you, you automatically, you're looking at the bright side. You're looking at the silver lining, such uh, a commendable quality, truly. Now, let's say that you therefore don't identify as a pessimistic person. So anytime you have any negative thought, you immediately push it away and reframe it and you look at the silver lining because you're not a pessimistic person. You don't want to be a pessimistic person. You don't want people to think of you as a negative person. You don't want to manifest bad things by thinking negative thoughts. Now, if you judge shame and push away this pessimistic uh, trait or identity, it doesn't mean that it's not existing within you. It simply means that you've repressed it and pushed it into your shadow. Now, when you push something into your shadow, it's more likely to get triggered because the universe wants the best for you. 
And the universe wants you to integrate all aspects of yourself, including your shadow, into your full embodiment, into your conscious mind. That way it can no longer sabotage you. So let's say this pessimistic identity was pushed into your shadow. So in your life, you feel like you're surrounded all the time by pessimistic people and you're so triggered by it. And you're like, why am I always surrounded by pessimistic people? I'm so optimistic. Why do I attract these negative Nancys into my life? It's so annoying. Now, here's the thing. The thing that bothers you most in others is always a reflection of you. What you hate the most in others or dislike the most of others is always whatever you see in others that deeply resonates within you. Because it's impossible to hate anything or to dislike anything but yourself. Everything that you hate or dislike or that bothers you in another person is simply you hating on shaming, judging, disliking, or being bothered by a part of you that you see reflected in another person, whether or not you're consciously aware that it's a part of you. So using the same example, this pessimistic part of you, which we all have within us, right? We all have the opposite sides of each spectrum within us. We have the potential for everything within our embodiment. A lot of it's in our subconscious. You're not aware of it. So this pessimistic part of you, which we all have, Let's say you've repressed it. Now you're attracting pessimistic people who trigger you, but they are only triggering you because you're resisting and avoiding that part of you. So the universe sends people who are reflecting that part of you as an opportunity for you to heal and to integrate that part of you. Because what happens when we look at the people around us, instead of seeing life through these hate-filled lenses, we instead look with compassion and we say, wow, that's me. That's me. That negative person, that's a reflection of me right? There's no more of this intense separation of that's just them. That's their problem. No, I wouldn't be able to recognize that quality within them if it wasn't already existing within me. And when you are able to love and accept someone else as they are, even when they trigger you, you are also learning to love and accept this part of yourself. This doesn't mean you have to spend time with them. It doesn't mean you have to like them as a friend. It simply means that you have a deeper understanding of who they are. And why you see them the way that you see them. Now, once you recognize that what triggers you and others is a reflection of you, you can use this to start to embody and integrate these parts of your shadow so it can't sabotage you anymore. Right? You want to stop attracting negative people into your life, right? How do you do this? If it's a reflection of your shadow, you integrate that part of your shadow. I mean, you accept this part of you and you allow it to exist. It doesn't mean you have to be pessimistic all the time. But it means that you acknowledge that there's a pessimistic part of you. There's a part of you that naturally desires to express negativity and pessimism. And when you accept this part of you, you acknowledge it and accept it. And even maybe sometimes let it out a little bit. You're no longer resisting it and pushing it away. Therefore, the vibration is no longer anchored in your shadow. And you will stop attracting reflections of this in your reality. Because what we resist persists and what we resist we attract more of. When you don't resist this aspect of you, you'll no longer attract it over and over and over. It just becomes fully integrated and you become more whole. You become more embodied in the whole of who you are, which is everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> I know this might be getting a little bit complicated, but stick with me. If you have to listen to this episode a couple times, do it. Um, but even if you're not fully understanding on a conscious level, it seems confusing this is going to integrate into your subconscious mind. So don't worry about uh, understanding every aspect of this. 
Uh, but moving on with a pessimistic example. So you've acknowledged that pessimism triggers you and other people. You've acknowledged it's a reflection of a part of you uh, that you have pushed away, rejected, and shamed. Who knows why? Maybe when you were young, you were told not to be so negative and you wanted to be loved when you were young, so you pushed away the pessimistic side of you. Or your role models always seemed optimistic all the time, so you pushed away the pessimistic part of you. So let's say something negative happens in your life or something you judge as negative and you automatically have these thoughts that you label as pessimistic. You're like, ugh, why do bad things always happen to me? It's so annoying. Like, what a bad day. Blah, 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 blah. Pessimistic thoughts. And immediately you push them away. But these pessimistic thoughts, they might come with some anger. They might come with some sadness. And when you push away the thoughts and opt to be optimistic because you identify as an optimistic person and that feels safe to you, right? We oftentimes attach to identities that feel safe and known to us. So you push away the pessimism and opt for optimism. And when you push away the pessimistic nature, natural side of you, you're also pushing away and repressing the emotions that are attached to it, the anger and or the sadness. Now, emotions are energy and motion. And when we repress our emotions, we therefore hold down our vibration because that energy becomes stagnant within us and represses our vibration. And so this might mean that you're going to begin to manifest in more situations which trigger your anger until you're willing to feel it and you stop repressing it. And at the same time, if you want to attract more abundance or more love, or you want to just attract at a higher level, you want to vibrate at a higher level in your life to attract your dream life, it's necessary to release these emotions. So when you are opting directly into optimism and you're not allowing your pessimistic side to be free at all, you're repressing it. You're also repressing the emotions that come with it, therefore repressing your vibration and pushing away the healing opportunity that is being sent to you. Because allowing your emotions to be felt and expressed is a healing opportunity and skyrockets your vibration. So what could we do instead? The pessimistic side of you comes out a little bit. Instead of pushing it away and opting for optimism, you become conscious of the part of you that wants to opt into optimism. Because truly, attaching to your identities, using optimism in this example, is actually a way for you to protect yourself from feeling an uncomfortable emotion. Because with the parts of us that we don't consciously identify with, that we repress, comes uncomfortable emotions that we don't want to feel. And so when we opt into our identity that we feel attached to, that feels safe to us, we get to avoid the discomfort of the emotions that come with the identity that we don't consciously identify with. It's a form of self-protection, but it doesn't serve our highest good. So the pessimistic thoughts come. Could you give yourself permission to allow yourself to fully express what you're feeling in the present moment to be really negative and pessimistic. Maybe you go in your room and you scream into your pillow and you let yourself just get it all out. You journal, maybe you write in your journal and you let the negative thoughts about, Oh, the world is against me. And oh, it's such a shit day. And why is all this happening to me? It doesn't mean you stay in this pessimism, but if you resist it, you don't let it out. It's going to persist as hard as you try to push it away. It's going to persist. And you're going to have these anxious thoughts that keep coming back. Why does the world hate me? Why does this always happen to me? And that's when you begin to attract more negative things, which are a match for that vibration. What you resist persists. So instead of resisting it, we let it out. We journal about it. We scream. We let the pessimistic side of us out. Maybe even just for a few minutes. Maybe it lasts two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. Then on the other side of expressing that anger, 
Maybe you scream into your pillow. Maybe you scream under the bath water. Maybe you punch your bed. Maybe you throw a temper tantrum in your room. On the other side of expressing, fully expressing that emotion and your negative thoughts comes the clarity and the peace and the calm. And from this place, you're able to then recalibrate and lean into the optimism that you know so well and reframe the thoughts and recognize that those thoughts, they weren't my truth. However, it was necessary for me to express them, to release all of this tension and the emotion that's been attached to those egoic thoughts, to those thoughts that are coming from my ego and my mind. So what a lot of people do, which is spiritual, spiritually bypassing, is when they have negative thoughts, they immediately go to the optimistic thought, right? Let's be happy and optimistic all the time. But that's simply spiritually bypassing and isn't going to get you anywhere. What we need to actually do is let the story play itself out in our minds, experience the emotion, give ourselves permission to embody whatever part of us wants to be embodied that feels uncomfortable, and after that, shift the story, reframe the thought. So really what I'm trying to explain is we must experience all sides of us, all parts of us, so that those parts of us cannot control us, sabotage us, or manifest into our realities. What you judge and repress will always sabotage you from manifesting your goals. Because like I said, just because you repress it doesn't mean it goes away. It simply goes into your unconscious and you still attract from that vibration whether you like it or not. You will keep attracting events and circumstances that trigger that part of you until you accept it. You got to let your pessimist out sometimes. And I know I use optimism and pessimism as an example because it's a very common one in the spiritual world to feel embodied as an optimistic person. Uh, but this applies to anything, you know, let's say maybe you identify as a, um, a hard worker. Well, what is the other identity that is the opposite of that, that you're not allowing yourself to embody, right? Are you pushing yourself to work all the time and priding yourself and your, uh, ability to be really productive and shaming yourself when you're not productive? What's the other side of being a hard worker? Maybe it's the party side of you that wants to go out and dance all night with friends. Maybe it's the silly side of you. Or the relaxed side of you that wants to take a spa day or sit in bed and watch Netflix all day without judging yourself for it. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you do feel like you are lazy. You're embodied in your laziness and you watch Netflix all day, but you're not embodied in the hard worker side of you. And so if you did sit down and journal in the beginning of this podcast, if you didn't, I recommend doing that now or after the podcast. But if you did, I encourage you to look at everything that you say you are not. And ask yourself how you can embody a little bit of who you are not this week. You know, maybe you say that you're a really nice person, but you are not a bossy or aggressive person. How could you let your bossy side out a little bit this week? How could you own your truth a little bit more? What does it mean to be aggressive to you? What is your judgment of aggressive? Because there is an aggressive side of you that you're resisting and pushing away. Now, this is important. Doing this work doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go out and yell at people and act really aggressively. Sometimes it simply means that you must acknowledge that there is a part of you, a primal urge to act aggressively sometimes. It doesn't mean you have to follow through with that urge, but if you can simply acknowledge that it's there instead of denying that any part of you is aggressive, then that vibration will no longer sabotage you will no longer be able to sabotage you maybe you're attracting aggressive people into your reality you're always getting cut off on your way to work by aggressive drivers who flip you off you're like why do I attract this I'm such a kind person it's a reflection of the naturally aggressive 
side of you, which we all have, we all have everything within us, that you are resisting. You don't need to fully engage in this world as an aggressive person, but if you can acknowledge that it exists within you and no longer resist that part of you, if you can acknowledge a part of me is aggressive and that's okay, that vibration can no longer control you and you will no longer attract from that vibration. This is how we release resistance to anything is by becoming okay with it. Acceptance. Now we all have deep, deep, dark thoughts that we don't like, right? Thoughts that are, that we don't even would never admit to any human person on this planet that we've thought before. And we push them away, push them away, push away our deepest, darkest thoughts, the most twisted, weird thoughts you've ever had. What if instead of resisting the deepest, darkest parts of you that feel ugly and feel shameful and feel, feel just really icky to you. What if instead of pushing them away, you just allow them to exist and you acknowledge that, Hey, this is a natural part of me. I am not going to act on this part of me, but I accept that it exists within me. I'm going to allow it to be there. I can observe that it's there without acting on it. I'm no longer going to shame this part of me. I'm not going to guilt myself for it. I'm not going to judge myself for it. I'm going to accept it as a part of my human experience. But the great thing is we get to choose which sides of us we want to actively act on and embody. And oftentimes the key to getting where you want to go is looking at which parts of you you're not embodying because some of those parts of you actually want to be embodied. They want to be acted on. And sometimes the identities that you cling to are holding you back. Because the identities that you are not allowing yourself to embody are the exact ones that would get you where you want to go. This is where a lot of people get tripped up in their spiritual journey because they're scared to leave their current identity. The one that everyone knows them as. They say, oh, but everyone knows me as this kind of person. I can never be that kind of person. People would judge me. I don't know how to be that kind of person. Or they think that they have to choose between multiple identities, right? I can either be uh, a barefoot hippie girl who runs around and hugs trees and lives in nature off the grid. Or I can be the bougie rich girl who drives around in uh, Lamborghinis and private jets and buys luxury handbags. But the thing is, you don't have to choose. You can be all of it. This is what alignment is. Alignment is, isn't being aligned in one identity that feels good to you. Alignment is following what feels good and what feels inspiring to you in every single moment with no judgment, trusting that your soul has a plan and your intuition is leading you down the right path matter what that looks like. Alignment is accepting that maybe at 8 a.m. you're feeling uh, really energized and you're feeling really girly and you're wearing pink. And then at noon, uh, you're feeling kind of down and maybe you just, you aren't feeling feeling the pink vibe. You want to wear all black. Uh, And maybe, you know, in the afternoon, you're suddenly feeling really connected to nature and you want to take off all your clothes and lay naked in the grass. And then the next morning, um, you're feeling bougie and you want to go to a nice brunch and wear your nicest clothes. And, um, you know, maybe today you, um, you've got a a sailor's mouth and you're swearing every other word and you're listening to hip hop. And then maybe in the evening, you're really just feeling like listening to classical music, um, and speaking in a proper tone and using fancy words. And every single side of you that you feel called to express is valid. And they're all you. You know, oftentimes we label ourselves 
or others as fake because who they are does not always align with who they were yesterday or who they will be tomorrow. But it's actually the most authentic thing you could do. The most authentic thing you can do is honor what feels inspiring to you in every single moment and honor that they're all valid and they are all you and that you are not one thing or one person or one identity. You're a multidimensional human being. You're an eternal soul that came incarnated into this human experience to experience all of it and to experience all of yourself and to remember that you are not one thing, one personality, one identity. You are all of it and you are none of it at the same time. And you can only remember that by acknowledging and accepting and experiencing all parts of you and giving all of them space to be expressed as they wish to be. A big aspect of myself that was pushed into my shadow at a very young age was the bad girl, right? The part of me that wanted to break rules. I grew up as a really, really good girl, a goody two shoes, and I was terrified of breaking any rules because of the circumstances I grew up in and my conditioning. We all have different conditioning, but I learned that um, I was worthy of love and receive more love when I follow the rules. And so I became an adult who was terrified of breaking any rules, even unspoken rules. I was terrified of getting into trouble. And so as I began to integrate parts of my shadow aspects of my personality, one of these integrations was how can I give myself permission to break some rules? And that could be something as small as breaking rules I've created for myself. Or it could be, uh, I don't know, parking where I'm not supposed to, jaywalking. It could literally be anything. To give you one example, I was uh, at an um, outdoor lounge by the water with some friends the other day. And you had to pay $100 a person to sit down. They didn't want to because we weren't going to stay that long. Uh, but there was nowhere to sit unless we paid and um, we weren't going to pay because we weren't going to stay very long, but we were exhausted. And there was this lounge area with all these couches where no one was sitting. And my friends were like, oh, let's just go sit down, you know, just for a couple minutes. Uh, and I was like, oh no, we can't, we didn't pay. And then I'm like, oh, Kristen, there you go again. You know, what if I just believe that I was deser deserving of sitting on a couch for two minutes without paying a hundred dollars? And uh, so, of course, we go and we sit on the, on the couches and, and the, the workers don't even care, the employees, right? Like, it was completely empty there. And this, this is so small, right? It's not a big deal. We were there for only a couple of minutes. Uh, but for me, this is huge because I'm breaking through my old conditioning that says you have to always follow the rules. You must always do what other people tell you. And so in the small ways, the small ways that feel really big inside of me, but feel really small when you look at the big picture, they make huge internal shifts and allow me to begin to put myself first even more, right? That's just like a tiny example. Another example um, is I used to identify as someone who didn't need fancy things, didn't like fancy things. I was uh, identified as the opposite of bougie. When I recognized this and I realized I was triggered by bougie people, I purposefully began to embody the bougie part of me. Um, I actually used to be really triggered by people who had spent money on designer things. And I realized that I actually unconsciously desired to be able to do such a thing and was triggered by seeing that reflection in others because I felt like I was unworthy of that because I judged people who did that. So therefore, I judged the part of me that wanted to do that. So I remember 
Uh, I this was last year. I drove five hours to the nearest city that had a Louis Vuitton, and I went to it and I bought a Louis Vuitton bag, and I was so excited. But at the same time, I was sure that everyone was judging me. I remember the first week walking out with that bag, looking around, just so certain that everyone was judging me. Like, oh, they must think I'm some rich, spoiled, bougie person. But in reality, that was just a reflection of the judgments I had myself and the judgments that I placed on everyone else who did the same thing. And when I began to embody this part of me and give love to this part of myself and accept that there was naturally a part of me that desired to be bougie, that had been pushed into my shadow, into my subconscious, when I began to actually embody it, I didn't embody it all the time, but I embodied it when I felt inspired to, I began to attract so many abundance up levels. That was actually, I think, the month that I had my first 100K sales month. And it was because I allowed myself to embody this part of me that felt too extra, too bougie. And it can be really triggering to embody the parts of you that are in your shadow. But it's also very freeing because you realize that this isn't me. It's just the avatar I'm choosing to embody today. And tomorrow, I might choose someone else. Who knows? Whatever feels aligned in that moment. So whenever you find yourself getting defensive, uh, convincing someone that you're not one way, like, oh no, I'm not like that. I'm not bougie or oh, I'm no, I'm not like that. Like I'm not one of those dirty hippies or, oh no, like I could never be like that. No, I, I'm not one of those annoying, pushy people who always pushes their political views in their face, right? This stuff is really apparent in politics. Each side hates the other side and, uh, judges the other side thinks the other side is so wrong and uh here's the thing you are the other side you and you also you are that dirty hippie and and you are that bougie rich person you're all of it and you're none of it and whatever it is that you are resisting is simply going to get pushed into your subconscious and sabotage you until you accept that that is also a part of you that you innately have the urge within you our soul wants to experience all of it You don't need to embody it or act on it, but you must accept it to release the resistance to it and therefore release that vibration from sabotaging your manifestations. And same with politics. That person on the other side of the spectrum of politics that you hate, that you can't believe they believe what they believe, you think they're so ignorant, they are also you. Those qualities are also within you. doesn't mean you have to believe what they believe, but but whatever is triggering you, you within them is within you and your shadow. Politics is actually an incredibly uh, expansive area of life to look at if you're ready to be not only deeply triggered, but also experience deep healing and integration. But it can be very triggering and sometimes difficult to do that kind of work on your own because of how deeply triggering it might be. But my challenge to you this week is to look at all of the things that you think you are not or in your daily life, notice the kinds of people who trigger you and recognize yourself in them and recognize those aspects within yourself and ask yourself even, what parts of me am I not embodied in that I feel like are just simply not me that maybe I desire to embody a little bit? How can I embody those parts of me a little bit this week? Maybe it's the bad girl. Maybe it's the good girl. Maybe it's the rule breaker. Maybe it's the person who sticks to rules. 
Um, maybe it's the girly girl. Maybe it's the tomboy. Maybe it's the barefoot hippie. Or maybe it's that, uh, that bougie rich person. I don't know what it is for you. But how can you let go of your attachments to who you think you are and allow yourself to expand into what you actually are, which is everything and nothing at the same time? Maybe that means wearing a color that you never wear. I used to never wear pink or red or orange. If you look at my closet now, I have every color under the sun. And I go in phases of which colors I love to wear the most. And I might even go, my phases sometimes last years. Sometimes I last days. Sometimes I last hours. But I recognize that I was scared of wearing pink and red and orange for various reasons. I went out and I bought pink, red, and orange. And I began to wear it. And I began to feel confident in those colors. Something as small as that can integrate aspects of your personality that you have shamed and disconnected from. And the goal is to release attachments to whatever it is that we identify as. And, you know, another big part of this, many people identify as being a victim or if we are sick all of the time, oftentimes we may identify with our illness um, because we don't know who we are without it. And it feels safe to be in our current identity. And it feels really scary to step into a part of us that we're not used to. Or maybe we don't know what life is in that new identity. Or maybe we don't know how people would like us if we showed up as someone different. Or maybe we're worried that we won't receive as much love as attention if we let go of what we're currently identified as. And so it takes courage to do this work. It takes courage. But this is the real internal work that will change and shift your entire reality. Because the person that you are attached to, your current identity that you are attached to right now, is not a match for the life that you desire. The attachment to who you think you are is holding you back from where you want to be. You don't need to let go of who you think you are and what feels good, but can you allow yourself to accept the other aspects that you are pushing away, shaming, judging, or feeling unworthy of stepping into? And one more reminder here, balance doesn't come by trying to find balance, right? You're trying to find a balance between two aspects of your personality, uh, maybe the um, hard worker and maybe the partier or maybe the who knows, whichever sides of you you feel like there isn't a balance between. Balance doesn't come by forcing balance. It comes by finding alignment, which means honoring your highest excitement in every single moment. And sometimes your highest excitement means honoring that even though you feel like partying, you know that it's more exciting to you to work for an hour to build your dreams because your vision that that work is um, leading up to is more exciting than the vision of being hungover. Or maybe you've been working so hard and it feels more exciting to you to take a break and dance all night with your friends. The vision of a life where you're able to, whenever you want, take breaks and dance with your friends all night feels more exciting and inspiring to you than working all day long every single day. Finding alignment means following what feels good and exciting and inspiring to you in every single moment. That means noticing when an activity feels exciting because it's filling a void versus an activity that feels exciting because it's aligned with your highest good. It's aligned with the vision you have for your life, which is a topic for another podcast episode. 
Uh, so I'm going to leave you guys with this. I think I already gave you enough to think about. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited because in this season of my life, my highest excitement right now is my podcast and expanding it. And I have so many incredible guests lined up for all of you. I can't wait for all the episodes that will be coming out in the next six to eight weeks. Can't wait for you guys to listen to all of them. And as usual, if you are wanting to deep dive into more of this work, actually my Academy BMC, which is my 12 week program. It's a business program. It's six weeks of manifestation, deep dive into manifestation mastery. It's the deepest I've ever gone in any program. Last six weeks are everything business with my business coach, who is a multi-million business coach. He's had multiple um, seven-figure businesses. He's helped me scale my business from zero to more than half a million. Um, he's teaching, going to teach you to do exactly what I've done. So if you're interested in mastering manifestation and launching your own online business, you want to manifest the abundance and the fulfillment and the transformation and the impact and the time and the location freedom, this is for you. We only open up a few times a year and enrollment is opening in a few days from the date that I am recording this podcast. If you're listening to this in the future, you can still add yourself to the wait list. So make sure you do that ASAP. The link is in the show notes. If you simply want to master manifestation and dive deeper into this work, manifest your dream life, but you don't want to start an online business or become a manifestation coach, BAA is for you. This is my 10 week manifestation course. Uh, so BMC is a business course, BAA is simply manifestation. The link for that is also in the show notes. If this podcast helped you at all, if it served you, I would be honored if you could share it on social media and tag me so I can repost it, send it to friends and family, uh, leave me an honest review on iTunes. If you do that, send a screenshot to support at pursuitablist.com so that my team can send you a free gift directly to your inbox and that is all I have for you. I will talk to you all next week. Sending you so much love. I hope you are having a beautiful, magical day wherever you are in the world. Mm-hmm.